welcome back to the Vibrantly Gray podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Working. Here in the Vibrantly Gray community, we support older women in pursuing their big dreams. I believe that age should never be a barrier to achieving one's goals and living a meaningful life. In today's episode, I hope you will be inspired and empowered to live your life vibrantly. Welcome to episode two. Today I'm going to be chatting with Jana Corinne. She is a coach, a course instructor, online course instructor. She specializes in building your self-confidence as well as creating a vision for your life and then manifesting that vision in your life. I met her in 2021. I began taking a couple of her courses and participating in her Facebook group, and I found her insights and advice to be useful, and I'm excited about her sharing some of those insights with you today. Well, it's so nice to have you with me today. It gives me a chance to learn more about you and your work. And I'm just going to start off with the first question about, you know, about your personal journey and also your current work. Yeah. So thank you first and foremost, Kathy, for having me. I'm so excited to be uh, with you today. I'm Jana Kren. I'm a manifestation coach and my goal for my clients is to help you elevate your life using mindset, energetics, and human design work. And I actually got started out as a life coach some years ago. Mm-hmm. And really, even before that, I kind of went through my own personal journey, if you will, really hitting kind of rock bottom and victim mentality. I was in this place where I was in a crummy job. I hated, underpaid, overworked, um, was in an abusive relationship. My health wasn't so great. You know, I was always an athletic person, mm-hmm. but I had gained some weight and just felt tired and, and sluggish and really just down overall. And I was heavy, very heavy in victim mentality. And uh, long story short, one day I kind of had this light bulb aha moment. And I realized, even though I didn't have the language to describe it at the time, like I do now being a coach, mm-hmm. uh, but at the time I had this light bulb moment, this this really strong moment of awareness where I said, okay, there's something about me <laughs> that is attracting <laughs> all of these, these people, you know, abusive partners and, you know, bad managers at work. Right. And just problems. Yeah. Right? Do you remember what, what led to that light bulb moment? Yes. I had actually come off a really bad date. <laughs> um, I had okay. gotten out of, yeah, it's kind of funny story. I had gone, gotten out of an abusive relationship and escaped, if you will, and found my, I got mm-hmm. a, my own house to live, rented a house. And and then I started dating again um, without really healing myself, with kind of yeah. being in the same energy. And I went on like seven bad dates. And the last one was just so terrible. And that person had had the same kind of anger management, abusive kind of, you know, toxic masculine, wounded masculine type of thing going on. And I came home and just sat on my couch and cried. And and just was so fed up, so defeated, so tired of, of feeling disappointed and losing, yeah. so to speak. And that's when I had that, that aha moment, kind of that rock bottom moment of feeling so defeated. Mm-hmm. And you started turning things around. 
after that moment? So I started taking action. I started doing things that were outside of my everyday, my comfort zone. I started working out again. Mm. I started saying yes to every social invitation I could. I started meeting new people. I started um, making connections. I started looking for new jobs. And in a short span of time, really, I'd say, gosh, maybe a few months. Yeah. I had met my now husband. I had got a new job with a $10,000 raise my, I, you know, lost some weight. I looked more vibrant than ever. You know, I was glowing and things just really started to come out of rock bottom, if you will, and have this really steady incline. How did you feel during the the first part of that journey? Because I think sometimes people feel pretty scared and uncomfortable as they are making changes in their lives so much so that they, you know, they take the nearest exit ramp. Yes. I think fear comes up, right? Fear of the unknown, mm-hmm. fear of being uncomfortable, but something that I did really well that I would say I'm proud of myself for, but I didn't even know that I was doing it at the time was I just let go. Meaning uh, that I simply yeah. focused on desire. What yeah. lights me up? What makes me feel good? What do I want to say yes to? What, do, what, what little curiosity or inkling do I want to follow? And I just took the pressure off, Kathy. I just let go of the shoulds and I dropped the struggle. It was still a stepping stone, but sometimes that's that's just what you need to focus on. The next stepping stone, just the next step, Mm -hmm. because just the next step gives you momentum. It may not be the end result that you're looking for, but it's a step up and it builds momentum and it builds confidence. Mm -hmm. Did you have any rituals or things that you did to kind of reward yourself as you made those small steps? Yes. At the, in the beginning, I told you, I didn't have the language to describe it. And I didn't, I didn't have my coaching training I have now. So what it was is really, uh, let me back up. All of us have an inner being. Some people call it a soul, right? It's Mm -hmm. your inner being. Mm -hmm. It's your higher self. And you're always being guided by that higher self. So if you do nothing, if you read no books, right. And, and you listen to no podcasts and you, and you, you know, don't take any classes or hire any coaches, you still have that internal guidance system mm-hmm. that you can ask for advice for. And so that's what I started out with. And then okay. I started asking for the external tools, all the cooperating components. And so I started, mm-hmm. I did start reading books. I did start educating myself. I did start actively seeking out mentors and coaches who were doing the things that I wanted to do Mm. to educate myself, improve myself, and just to be in another room. Does that make sense to get out of the circles that I was in? Just to be in a a room with people who knew more than I did, were more experienced than me, were more successful than me, um, and learn different points of view. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast so that our listeners can learn from inspiring stories like yours. Yes. And there's a phrase that just came to mind as you said that no one does it alone. And I I have found that to be so true. There are so many uh, coaches, mentors, people's uh, friends that will come into your life at the right season, at the right Mm -hmm. time for that nugget, that golden nugget of information or that transformation or that inspiration that you need at that time for that next step. Right. Okay. Well, your words are so uplifting. I think I need to go, you know, make sure that I'm living my authentic life here. 
was like, I want to be like Jan. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what your your current work is like. It's really a story about your deep desires, the journey, the path that you're meant to be on coming full circle for you. My story, I'll explain. My story goes like this. When I was a little girl, I actually wanted to be a therapist. I didn't even ah. know what therapy really was. <laughs> But all I knew was I was watching these it sounded movies. good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I would watch these women on TV or in a movie or, you know, wherever. And they were, they would sit in their beautiful office with their notepad and, and sit across from someone and just help them, just yes. help them yeah. get, you know, be better, get better, get through their problem, et cetera. And I always loved psychology, but I just thought, that was so cool to be able to spend your career, to, to have the work that you do, just be literally talking to someone and helping them. I know it sounds so simple. And well, but it's simple and powerful. It's so powerful. It's so impactful. And I had a roundabout journey to get there. You know, my parents said, oh, Jenny, you're too sensitive. You know, they were thinking like, you know, kind of the suicidal part of, you know, therapy mm -hmm. and, and all those things. And they didn't, they steered me away from that. So I went to school, you know, did the college track finance major, got my MBA, um, went into corporate marketing, et cetera. And I always knew that one, I wanted to own my own business and two, I wanted to get back to that psychology and therapy somehow, but I didn't know, I felt so far away from it. How am I going to do that? Yeah. Right? And Didn't I was in this necessarily go back to, to uh, college to do that. Right. And that, but I didn't see the path at the time. Yeah. And at the time I was in a marketing program I had purchased from this coach and I was learning about, this is when social media marketing started to become really hot. And I was learning about ads and digital marketing, things like that. And on his team, he had a life coach and you got two mm. sessions with her. Yes. And ding, so ding, my, ding. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> here you go, Jana. Here, here it is. So I had my first session uh, with a coach named Lisa out of Toronto and it blew me away, Kathy. I got mm. done with that hour and I said, Lisa, what you did for me today, I want to do for other people. How do yeah. I start? I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting chills hearing about that because it is so, I, I've had the good fortune of experiencing that kind of magical moment when you find it. Um, and it's, it's, it's fabulous. It's a fabulous experience. So I'm, I'm so happy that you were able to experience that too. Yes. And it was like kind of this full stop. Like, wait a minute, we have something here. <laughs> you know, um, like your whole body and soul knows when you have found your thing. Absolutely. And some people will say, how do I find my passion or am I on the right path? Yes. And I, and I always, I always, I get the question. I get that question, but I'm always like, you wouldn't be asking that question if you were right. Yeah. Am I on the right, right path? You don't have to ask that question if you're on the right path. Right. So you, you, you found your, you found your thing, so to speak. And then what steps did you take after that? Yeah. So uh, coach Lisa at the time gave me some amazing advice. She didn't try to cram anything down my throat. She said, it's here are some options, right. And, and do what you feel called to do. So I, I chose a school certification program and did my mm -hmm. certification. And then I started coaching for free 
and just coached as many people as I possibly could. Oh, okay. And yes. And then I started, you know, charging for my services. Um, and then something interesting happened. A, we had a big life change, you know, got married, we moved, et cetera. And my coaching practice kind of got put on the back burner, so to speak. And, mm-hmm. you know, life happens. And I was still trying to be in this like dual career, right? I was still trying to do both. Oh, okay. Um, you were still doing the the graphics, the marketing, that kind of thing. Yes. And, and okay. my coaching practice was kind of on my back burner, so to speak. And, and it just came, I think it came from fear. I think it came from this mm-hmm. place of, I don't know if I can go all in, you know, right. and, and with my coaching business, I got to have that safety net of the other stuff too. And then COVID hit, Kathy. And I remember sitting at my dining room table and I had just actually gotten off a, a Zoom call with a, uh, who's now my business coach, Sarah, uh, but I didn't, She we weren't working together at the time, but she had a Zoom call and I jumped on and asked her some questions. And I got off and I had this, again, another light bulb aha moment of total clarity and total self-awareness. And I said to myself, okay, Jana, it's do or die time, you know? we're either all in on this or we're not this whole riding right. the fence thing. One, you know, it's just, it's not working. Yes. It, it, it will kill your soul. Really. It will, it will <laughs> just leave you feeling so wishy-washy. Right. And so I said, okay, we're going all in on plan a, which is the coaching business full time. This is what I want to do. This is what I want my work to be my legacy to be in the world. This is how I want to earn my money. Right. Support my family, mm-hmm. all the things. And I said, I don't know how, but I'm going all in because number one, this is my dream. And number two, I owe it to myself to try to give myself a shot. And if I yeah. fail and I fail, I'll at least fail knowing that I went all in. I gave it my all and I bet on myself to win. Yes. No, I think that's a great attitude. And it also, you know, it's difficult to make that decision that you're going to go all in but you're never going to know unless you try. Absolutely. And I think, and this is the message for anyone who's listening, who feels that way, that I'm kind of sort of maybe doing it, not sure. (laughs) You owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to go all in and bet on yourself. Even if you do fail, at least you'll know, you'll know that I gave it my all. And failure is not, I mean, it's nothing to be ashamed about. You learn from your failures so that you can do uh, another activity better in the future. Absolutely. And failures, there was the, I may be paraphrasing, but I remember David Goggins, I was listening to one of his podcasts and he said, I don't, I don't call failure failure. I call it attempts. Yes. In our language today, failure has such an awful connotation right? You know, somehow you weren't worthy of the opportunity or you weren't smart enough or, you know, there's all sorts of things that are sort of Velcroed onto that world, a word failure. Absolutely. And I think it's become this thing where people are trying so hard to avoid failure because it feels so shameful. But if you're doing the things that you know, you're going to win, you're not really growing and expanding. It's the people who are sure. trying things that they don't know for sure if they can actually do. They're taking that big risk, that big leap of faith, stretching themselves where there is a chance of failure, but that's where the growth mm-hmm. and expansion is. 
sometimes I wonder as human beings, you know, why we have to grow in the face of challenges rather than just, you know, peace and quiet. I guess it's just part of our our human nature, right? Because as I look back on my life, the the periods of the greatest growth were the hardest times in my life. Yes, because they challenge you to stretch yourself beyond what you think you were capable of. Yeah, I guess we get complacent easily or something or settle for uh, for things. Good for you for going all in. So what happened to your business once you decided to go all in? It was a flip the switch moment. It was a massive stretch myself moment. Um, I ended up hiring my business coach, Sarah. I started my Facebook group. I built my own website. I Mm-hmm. created my first digital program, a digital course. It was called Uplift Your Mindset in 14 Days. It was a really cool oh, okay. mindset program. Yeah. I remember you always remember your yeah. first digital course. <laughs> yeah. I started doing group classes. I started speaking. I wrote my first book. Um, I would travel to conventions and do uh, group classes and speaking engagements. So I just really grew so much in my confidence, in my desire to reach more people and help Mm -hmm. them transform their own lives. And it was just kind of this explosion of, I don't know how I'm doing it or what I'm going to do. I'm scared, but I'm going to do it anyway. God, angels, universe, give me the steps, give me the coach, give me the knowledge, the tools, right? The information to continue growing this thing. So it was very much Mm -hmm. a very heavy on, I believe in myself to do this and I'm learning as I go. Right. So did you have people around you besides your, your coaches, just people in your everyday life who were supporting you? Yes, absolutely. Uh, my husband was super supportive. My mother was, uh, my best okay. friend who lives in Michigan was, even though they didn't know really what coaching was, right? Well, that's, but that's wonderful my- that even if they didn't understand it fully, they were you know, pushing you on, they were, they were encouraging you. I think that's great. Oh, absolutely. You've got to have whatever you're doing, you know, you're learning from people. You've got the mentors who have done what you want to do, but you also have to have some cheerleaders in your corner. Maybe they have no clue what you're doing, but they just are all about you. They're about you winning. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That, that on, on the, on the uh, down days when things, when you're, or when you're feeling scared, uh, those are the people that you can turn to, you know, for for that support, and it, it gives you the will, I think, to sometimes to uh, keep keep carrying on. Absolutely, and there and there was also, you know, other coaches in the industry. I had to kind of go outside my comfort zone and join online groups with other yes. coaches and masterminds who people who were kind of on the same journey with me and who got yeah. it right. Right. So that was right. really helpful and, and instrumental as well. Well, and they also, I, I, I've done the same thing as you and joined a lot of online groups and taken courses and that kind of thing since 2020. And it, it also kind of ho- helps to hold yourself accountable for taking those steps, right? Because you have some witnesses who are in the know about, about your journey. Yes. And one of the best things I think anyone can do for themselves is I struggled with discipline and consistency for so long, and I have mm-hmm. come so far in my self-discipline and my consistency. Good for um, you. But in the begin- yeah, thank you. It's one of the biggest things that I have done for myself. I'll tell you, if you can be self-disciplined 
and be consistent, that's when your life will change more quickly. Um, but if you don't in the beginning, like me, get some accountability, get some yeah. self checks and put some accountability factors in there until you can grow that internal self-discipline and that consistency within you. Yeah. And some of these online groups also set up mechanisms so that you can have accountability partners uh, so that outside of the group, you can hold each other uh, accountable. But I, I just have to give you an outsider's um, perspective that one of the things that I noticed and admired about you, I think our paths started crossing about what, 2021, something like that. And your consistency and discipline were things that really attracted my attention uh, because I sometimes lack those things, particularly when it comes to marketing. It's so funny you say that because <laughs> what came up what came up for me when you said that was sometimes we, and this is for everyone, we grow, we have to grow into the person, right? Yes. For example, who's disciplined and consistent. We have, we have to grow into that version of ourselves so we can show up and be the example and help others do the same within themselves. Well, I'm and so you glad did, you said that. You did a fine job of that. So what is your favorite part of your current work? My favorite part of my current work, and this sounds really simple. Actually, it's really been the same thing all along because I've my business has evolved from kind of general life coaching, personal power, and now I've gotten into more manifestation, human design work. But really, Kathy, it's been the same all along. I love being in front of someone and helping them. This sounds super okay. corny. <laughs> reach into themselves and kind of turn up the dial on that inner light, that inner flame, yeah. that personal power factor. And it's, I can see the light in everyone. I can see the power in every person, but, I, and I can see how it's been dimmed through external conditioning over the years and how they have yes, literally absolutely. forgotten. Yes. They've forgotten who they are and how they have the power to create and design and change their own life. I know right. it sounds corny, but no, it's not corny it so at all. It's you you could you serve as a reminder of of what what uh was possible what is possible for them. And I think it's really interesting that you, you know, and, and I say that this about myself to people. It's like when I was eight years old, I was smart and knew exactly who I was. <laughs> yeah. And and, and it sounds like you had the same experience. And then over the years, for a lot of different reasons, that faded uh, a little bit until I said, you know, enough. We need, need to get back to that my eight-year-old self. And I think all of us, if we go back in our timeline, I bet you I could ask you, pick a point on your timeline, whatever age you were, what where you were at in your life. When you were just on fire, when yeah. everything was just popping for you, happening for you, happening for you, you were you got whatever you wanted. You were joyful. You didn't yeah. even think twice about it. You were just manifesting left and right. And every single person can tell me a little point in time. And somewhere along the way, some life threw you some curveballs or some things happened to you, and it shook you, right? Yes. And it yeah. shook your belief system, and you adopted some new beliefs, and you took on some fear, right? And you internalized it and made it mean something about you. But that little spark, that little knowing, is still there, and that's a lot of the work I do with my clients is just helping you bring that back and and mm -hmm. turn it up a few notches, right? And and really get back to that version of you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, well said. Uh, but uh, I think it's just kind of a miracle that our our inner light survives no matter what is going on in our external world uh, and that we can re reclaim it. Absolutely. There's a book that came to mind when you said that, whether or not you're Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey fan, um, <laughs> she wrote a, a, a mem. I guess you call it a memoir. Yeah. Her life. And it was, I think it's called becoming Mariah or being Mariah. I have to, let me get back to you on that. Oh, but, I but. think I remember. Yes. Okay. Well, I can put, I can find it and put a link in the show notes uh, yes. so that our listeners can, uh, you know, can access it. Yes. And I read that, I think two Christmases ago, I always pick one book uh, each Christmas. I read books all year, but one like kind of book I normally wouldn't read around Christmas sure. just for pleasure. And her life story uh, was just, I mean, I don't think a lot of people know really what happened to her through her childhood. They just see her as this big star, right? Right. And she talked about that. She said, the light within me, and it was part of, and it came through her music. She expressed it through her music, mm -hmm. but she said that little flame was that little flame, the light within me was still there, despite all of the people who were trying to hurt her and dim her, right? And all of the stuff she went through, that little light was still there. And, and yeah. it came through and expressed itself through the music and the music saved her life really. But that's what came up for me when you said that. And it's so mm -hmm. true that everyone, whether it, it all, our light expresses itself in so many different ways, right? For Mariah Carey, it's her music, right? For you, it may be your art, right? For me, yes. you, it may be the work you do with children, right? Or yep. what the companies you build, right? Uh, for me, it's my coaching business and the women I work with and the lives, you know, I help transform, but everyone has their own light. It's always there. No, it never goes out. No one can mm -hmm. ever blow it out. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But it expresses itself in so many different ways. And the unique way that you express your light is unique to you, right? No one else can tell you how to do it or do it for you. It just comes through you naturally. Mm -hmm. Very well said. I, I'm trying to make this podcast as practical as possible so that our listeners can have some tools to implement in their own life if those you know if the if the goals that we talk about or the actions that we talk about resonate well uh with them so you know you you talked about kind of getting back to your authentic self i would say that that's one important tool and an idea that someone could could uh work with but how how would you suggest that we create a vision uh, that we want to manifest? So, you know, because sometimes people say to me, at least, it's like, I have no idea what I want in my life. And I think that that's parallel to kind of recapturing your authentic self, but not quite the same. I, I might be wrong on that, but could you speak to how we create a vision? Yes. So let me say this first. I think most people are trying to create a vision for themselves from a low vibrational state. Oh, okay. So most people are, yeah. So most people are, they're confused. Maybe they're in a, an environment or a job or something where they, they're just not really happy. Right. Or, yeah. or they're kind of going through the motions. They're bored. Yeah. And from, it's really hard to create this amazing vision for yourself from that low energy yes. state. Yes. So typically, so I, I have this three-step process that I take my clients through and essentially goes like this, vibe, decide, action. 
-hmm. that's kind of the baseline, if you will, for everything that I do and everything I teach, because it's vibration first. We elevate your vibration. You elevate your vibration. And what I mean by that is every emotion to every energy has a different frequency, right? Mm -hmm. If you're in guilt and shame or even um, depression or even sadness or even anger is a little bit higher vibration, right? It's going to be really hard to create amazing things and transform your life from those low vibrational places. Okay. When we get up to content or calm or then happy and then enthusiastic, optimistic, great, excited, those are a little bit higher level, high frequency, right? Joy, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And that's when we're in that state, when we're vibing in at that vibrational frequency, that's when the inspiration comes. That's when the ideas hit. That's okay. when yeah. the, all of the cooperating components and the signs and the things and the people and the information, the tools come to you because you're in the receiving mode for those things. You're the energetic match for them. So first and foremost, before you even try to, you know, just get my vision, right? Create a vision. I would move myself into a high vibrational state. So Mm -hmm. out of mediocrity, out of going through the motions, out of boredom, whatever, into optimism, happiness, joy. And typically that is practically that looks like you getting out of your day-to-day routine, your comfort zone and going and doing and and participating in things that light you up, that make you curious, Mm -hmm. excited, Mm -hmm. um, things that kind of juice you up, so to speak. Yeah. And that's what I did. That's what was, remember you asked me about my aha moment. That's what I did. (laughs) Right. That's yeah. I was just going to say, so you are, uh, you have practiced what you preach, right? Yes. Even though I didn't have the terminology, I didn't know about sure. vibrational frequencies, but I just, that's the first step I went to, right? Yeah. Instinctively, then, you, that's what you wanted yes, to do. Yes. And so, but that would be the first step, vibration, vibe, decide action. So lift your vibration, get into a habit of vibe and be in the majority of your day in those higher vibrational frequencies, right? And if you've got to go do something, you know, go to this art class, listen to music, go take a class, go sign up for kickboxing, right? Go make some right. new friends, go go on a vacation, do whatever you have to do to shake up the energy, to blow up the energy, right? And raise your vibration. From those places, you will be inspired. You will be connected, right? You'll, you'll be making connections. You'll be receiving ideas and information. I call them breadcrumbs. The universe will be giving you, dropping breadcrumbs in front of you. And your job is to pick up those breadcrumbs and eat them, (laughs) (laughs) like follow the breadcrumbs, literally. But they're these little gifts. These they're really actually many manifestations that lead you to the next thing, to the next thing. And then you don't have to go looking for your vision or creating your vision or finding your path. You're on it. Yeah. You are already on it. And the vision comes to you. You're not struggling to create it. Yeah. Yeah, It comes to you. You're not grasping. You're not kind of flailing about it's it's more purposeful yes it flows right to you it feels easy it feels effortless it feels like flow it you become inspired Mm -hmm. okay you know I have had a lot of blockages and and I had to at first recognize what I was doing oh I'm 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 blocking this I'm thinking in a negative fashion whatever but how do you have any tips on how we can recognize when we are 
putting up blocks, like defensive blocks to the things that are coming toward us and how to uh, remove those. Yes. I th- when you say blocks, another term that people use to describe personal blocks are self-sabotage. <laughs> I'm the queen of self-sabotage, believe me. <laughs> so that right there, I'm so glad you said that. That's the perfect example. Identity is a really strong thing. So Kathy mm-hmm. just told everyone that she is the queen of self-sabotage. <laughs> Did everybody hear that? <laughs> yes. She's identified it's, it's, as an expert and a queen. Yeah, of it's really, it's really not a position I want. Okay. If you, so identity is a really strong thing. If you continue to identify as someone who self-sabotages, who's yes. so good at it, right? Who has the crown. If you continue, let's say you want to lose 50 pounds, but if you continue to identify as the big girl or the girl who doesn't like to exercise, right? Then that's what, even though you lose the weight, you're going to come back to that identity. And probably put the weight back on. Exactly. Right. Because even though consciously you want this new thing, you want the business, you want the non-self-sabotage, right? You want the weight loss, you want the money, you know, whatever it is. If you identify as the broke girl, if you identify as the big girl, if you identify as the queen of self-sabotage, even though you make steps to to, uh, manifest your new desire, the minute you go unconscious or the minute there's a moment of fear or an obstacle comes in your way, you're going to go right back to your default setting, which is your identity. Yes. Yes. And And that's what I've done. Uh, in in the past is going back to that default. It's it's a powerful magnet. It's powerful because you allow it to be powerful. Yes. Yeah. It's powerful because you've allowed the pattern, the program to be more powerful and stronger and bigger than your own will, desire, and discipline. Mm-hmm. So when you can say, this is my new identity, like, uh, okay, I used to be the queen of self-sabotage. Now I'm the queen of, give me a word, Kathy. What do you want to be the queen of? Transformation. Okay. So your new identity is I'm Kathy. I am the queen of transformation. Nobody wears this crown better than I do. No one transforms in bigger, badder, quicker, more, I'm, I'm more amazing ways. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm strutting. I like that queen. So more of that, focusing on that. And when you start focusing on that and thinking like she does, the queen of transformation, you'll start behaving like her. You'll start acting like her. You'll start seeing results like she does and you will become her. Right. And you'll let the old self die. The old identity die. The old queen of self-sabotage will die. She will no longer exist. Yeah. You said uh, you use the word unconscious a little of a little while ago about how when we become unconscious that old identity can come roaring back did i understand you correctly on that yes so when we so go, what we need to do is so when we go unconscious so we all have subconscious programming right mm-hmm. you know when you're driving in the car you're on autopilot and you get to your destination you're like how did i get here right Yes, because oh, you're yes. on auto, you're on autopilot, right? Yes, same absolutely, thing. absolutely. Same, same thing. So we all have our autopilot, right? It's our subconscious programming. So if you have programmed your subconscious, right, to you've identified as the queen of self sabotage, you've identified as the broke girl, the big girl, whatever, right? Yes. Your subconscious has programmed beliefs 
around that, that support that. So when, if you're intentional and conscious, you're consciously focusing your thoughts on your desire, the Mm -hmm. new identity, right? That's when your energy is all focused on the desire. You're present in the moment. You're conscious. When we go unconscious, it's kind of like autopilot. We let that old subconscious programming kick in and be in the driver's seat. And that's when the sabotage happens. Mm-hmm. That's when you'll think yep. things, do things, say things that are still with that old identity. Yes. It's a battle in the beginning because you have to work for it. It gets easier every single morning. I always tell my clients, your morning ritual is the most important thing for you starting this mindset workout. Because if you start off in the morning on the right foot, you're in good shape. Mm-hmm. It's a battle <laughs> of the mind, of the headspace every single morning and throughout the day, especially when you're starting out with this work, to consciously focus your thought that's in alignment with the identity, the new identity that you want to embody. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of work in the beginning. If you're not used to mindset work, it feels hard. But the more you do it every day, the more we have like, I think it was like 60,000 thoughts per day, something like that. If the majority of those thoughts are negative, your life's going to be pretty negative. If the majority of those thoughts are yes. positive and in alignment with the identity, right? Being the queen of transformation, then eventually those days are going to turn into weeks and those weeks are going to compound and you're going to see those new results. So it's really mm-hmm. a battle of the thought of the conscious focused thought, conscious focused energy. Okay. That's beautifully said. Uh, and I, I can attest that it does get easier as you practice it. It becomes, it feels more natural or normal to in, embody a new identity, but the first part can be rough. What have you, what have you learned about this process? I know you have worked with a lot of primarily women. Is that true that your clients are primarily women? Yes. Um, it's not to say that I won't coach men. I actually have a, a couple male clients. Um, okay. That I, yeah. Uh, that I usually see at conventions in Michigan. Um, yeah. So you've worked with, um, a number of women who are over the age of 50, which is the, the kind of listener that this podcast attracts. So does this process of, what was the first word you had? Decide and action. Why am I forgetting that? Oh, yes. But vibe, decide, action. Vibe, vibe mm-hmm. decide, yep. action. Do you notice any differences as women who are older uh, go through this process? Yes. Typically, women who are over 50, they're in the life stage of, and this is just typically what I've heard from my sure. clients, that they've done all the things they've, you yeah. know, they have the marriage, the kids are off to college, the career, their business. And now they're at this place in their life where they want something different. They want something more for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been serving everyone else for decades. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and it's, they've been in that mode so long of playing so many different roles, wife, mother, teacher, you know, engineer, right. A salon owner, nurse, right. Mm-hmm. Et cetera. And now the biggest question for them, that is the hardest question I feel like for them to come to clarity on on their own is who am I now? And what next? Like, what do yes. I do now? Okay. And I think it stems from their plate was so full with, you know, and their, their days were so full with living life that 
they didn't have, I shouldn't say they didn't have the time, but they didn't give themselves the, the space to sit with themselves and say, what do I actually want? Well, it sounds like they're, you know, and I think this is a typical stance for women of all ages, adult women of all ages, is that our lives are spent focused outward, taking care of other people, you know, serving in some way. And then when some of that or all of that moves on, we are not comfortable or used to actually putting ourselves in the center of our lives. I think that was spot on. I couldn't have said that better myself. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I know for me, it feels kind of selfish, right, to be focusing on my vision rather than accommodating others. The reasoning behind that, I think, is programming. One of the biggest reasons mm -hmm. is, you know, most of us were taught at a young age, and especially that generation where it was better to give than receive. And yes. It was very much, what can you do for others? And it was very much this like martyr, you know, like, like you were patted mm -hmm. on the head and said, good mm -hmm. job and rewarded for people pleasing and for doing yes. so much for other people. You've heard that phrase, Kathy, like she just does so much for others, right? <laughs> it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. At the same time, it's, it's rewarded and pat on the head, right? And like give a trophy to give a cookie to. Uh, for the people who sacrifice themselves for others in this kind of like yes. martyr archetype, right? Yes, yes. You know, as with everything in life, uh, trying to keep a balance between self and service to others, you know, is an interesting balancing act, I think, particularly for women. Absolutely. And I think there's so much noise in the online space, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup and self-care. Yes. And I think it's almost overused and not fully understood. I think people brush it off as, you know, oh, that's cute little saying I'm going to put on my coffee mug, right? Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And, um, and, and for me, self-care is more than just, and, and doing these things that I'm going to just list, they're fine, but they're not, you know, uh, what's what for me self-care is all about so like you know taking a long bath lighting candles taking yourself on a little vacation those are good and needed but for me my definition of self-care is when you are willing to really do the work that we've been talking about this past hour that self-care is digging down and and finding out who you are absolutely and i agree all those things are beautiful, right? The bubble baths, the spa days, right? The workout <laughs> classes. But yeah, I agree. I think it's the internal work. I think yes. it's the internal growth and the saying yes to your desires and and allowing yourself to follow those breadcrumbs and follow those those desires and learn and grow and expand. And and this is a good. This is the thing I usually say to women because women are so outward focused and. Yeah. Even if they won't do it for themselves or they don't feel like they're worthy of it, if you can tie it to contribution, women will do it. <laughs> so I always say, um, when you are lit up and when you follow your passions or your desires and, and you live this very full life, you show an example, you shine like an example and you give other people permission to do the same for themselves. 
Mm-hmm. So you're contributing and having such a wide impact that you don't even realize. And when you kind of tie it and look at it from that contribution worldview perspective, I feel like people give themselves a little bit more permission to be a little bit more selfish and do it. Yes, that's uh, very, very well said. We'll start wrapping up here. I could talk to you for several hours. Are there any other observations that you would like to share um, as a result of your work with with older women? I, I guess I'm particularly interested in how the social norms of aging impacts us as we move you know, through our 50s, 60s, and onward. Absolutely. I think you can throw all the social norms out of the window. I think you can allow the programming and the conditioning from your parents, your peers, society, whatever, to influence and and drive your decision-making. Or I think you can decide what you want to do and what you want, who you want to be and who you want to identify as and how you want to live your life in your 50s, 60s, 70s, 100s, whatever. I think you get to make that choice for yourself. Yes. And I think if you ask anyone, they would say, well, I just want to do what I want to do. So throw the social norms out the window, really. Mm -hmm. And if you have trouble doing that, go on Instagram and look at all of the 60-year-olds, 70-year-olds. There's a lady I follow. It's Train with Joan. It's on Instagram. Her her handle is Train with Joan. She's 77 years old. She is a workout fitness influencer. Oh, Go look at her profile. Yeah. I'm always looking for positive aging role models because it 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 gives me a different vision uh than what I've been told, you know, most of my life about what aging can be. Absolutely. And there's a ton of examples out there of women who are literally just choosing and deciding for themselves who they're going to be and what they're going to do. And it's, and it's inspirational and motivational and it gives people permission to do the same thing too. So if you don't have anyone around you like that, go online and look these women up online and see real life examples of women who said, screw social norms. (laughs) I'm going to dance and then be like them. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Allow them to inspire you. There's another lady I'm blanking on her name. We'll probably get it in the show notes. Um, she's a, she's a dancer, but she, her videos are, have gone viral. She's so popular. She does ballet, tap jazz, and she's just phenomenal. And Um, how old is she? I want to, she may be in her sixties. Okay. I wish I had her, um, account pulled up well, right we'll, now, but we'll, we'll drop yeah, a link. We'll find it. Um, and yeah. It, we'll and her find name it. so that people, um, I've also started a, a Facebook group, so we can put some information, uh, in that group as well. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Well, okay. I have one more question for you. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, I've own a, a candle company. I make, I make candles. One of the things I really enjoy about, uh, my candle business is that, smelling my my customers come in or we're at a show or they purchase them online and they say oh when i smelled this candle it brought back this memory um and some of them cry they're just really touched you know it's i mean it's just mm-hmm. a, a really phenomenal experience because people don't really think about scent we we hear music right 
um, that takes us back to when we were in our teens, but we oftentimes don't think about, about sense in the same way. So my question to you is, if you were to describe the scent that most captures your present time in your life, what scent would it be? Rose, without a doubt. Rose. Blooming. The blooming, ever unfolding oh, rose. So many yeah. layers coming out and blooming. Yes. Uh, just, yeah, just so many things coming up and coming out that you didn't see, that you didn't know were there. Right. Uh, yeah. Ever unfolding. Yep. That. That's great. Well, I will think of you every time I, I make my Derby Rose scent now. I'll be thinking of you, Jana. Well, this has been a, a really enjoyable conversation. I appreciate it. And I'm sure my listeners do as well. And um, I would like to also have information about your business uh, in the show notes, as well as in the Facebook group. So we'll make sure to get all that information in. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I had a wonderful time as always. Okay, oh, great. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you did, please join our community on Facebook. There you will find reading suggestions, meaningful dialogue, and additional stories of women who are going big. The link is posted in the show notes. As Betty Friedan said, aging is not lost youth, but a new stage of opportunity. So let's do it together.